And welcome to Pricking the Bubble. This is your favourite llama, Mike the Llama. And he's giving me a rude sign in the background. Who could it be? Dr. Brant Raven. Hello, Dr. Raven. How are you? Hey, uh, Mike the Llama. Can you hear me? I can hear you. You are loud and clear. Excellent. Mate, let me make myself even louder and clearer. <laughs> very good. He okay. is he's being very rude. So uh, the power of symbologies. Nice. Very go. good. Uh, and I I see in the background there on my screen we have Audio Pete who is uh, lurking. Hello. Yes, I'm lurking. I like to lurk and and uh, scuttle about in the dark shadows. Excellent. <laughs> that sounds a little suspicious. <laughs> okay. Uh, you are the cockroach. Now, it's about this time that I'm going to be inserting some music, and here it is. So there's a couple of aspects to this whole COVID thing that we're going on about. Firstly, uh, the way that I'm looking at it, it's like, am I okay? Is my family okay? And uh, then it kind of starts to become a bit like a sports competition, you know. Oh, is Sydney okay? Are we going okay compared to Sydney? What about New Zealand? Uh, then it kind of morphs into the Olympics. Who's best? Who's going, you know, all right overseas? And who's got the most deaths and the least deaths? Anyway, so rather than us waffling on about it, I thought we'd introduce our international correspondent. <laughs> all the way from just around the corner, it is, I think we're calling you the Baron. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, I believe that's correct. Um, you know, it's very always very nice to uh, live the privileged life up here in, in the castle. So um, very <laughs> happy to join us. you guys. Oh, Excellent. very nice. I'm detecting very, an accent as well. You are just, you're correct. You are detecting an accent. If you say it properly, it is the Baron. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's got to be German then. Oh, well done. Well done. He's not just a pretty face. Mm. And he's not even that. All right. So <laughs> what I... <laughs> No, I was talking about Dr. Raven. What I uh, wanted to discuss today, as, as was clear from my dodgy inter introduction, was just kind of how things are going with COVID in places other than here. Um, now, we, we've heard an awful lot about America, an awful lot, and a lot that's awful about America. Um, but they seem to be, you know, they're getting up there with their vaccinations. I'm not sure what they're at at the moment, but there's certainly hundreds of millions Um We've seen that the UK has opened up. Uh, they got to their, I think it was 50 or 60%, and they said, right, we we can't afford to not open up anymore. Um, and it's just as, you know, here in Victoria, good old sunny Melbourne, in fact, it is sunny today, um, we've locked down again. And um, Sydney's locked down. How many cases did they have today? 800 and something? 830. <laughs> a new record. <laughs> A new record. And here we've got 60. We're, we're kind of, you know, I think we're, we're on the precipice here. We're trying to decide whether we're going to do it properly or not. Mm. Um, so what I wanted to check with our delightful Baron from up on high, how are what are things doing in Europe? What's the German approach? Because I, early on I heard that Germany was doing pretty well. But, yes. Uh, uh, one of the great difficulties that Germany has, and it's pretty similar to what we're observing here in Australia at the moment, is that the different states and their governments have got different approaches to this. Uh -huh. And the German constitution, the way it's written, kind of to prevent, you know, a rise of a single uh, government, gives a lot of power to the states. So there are some states that are taking it very seriously and that are doing quite well, the mm. victorious of Germany, so to speak. Right. Uh, and they're mainly in the north. But then we also have our version, or they have their version, of 
of uh, New South Wales, which is Bavaria. Right. Bavaria, uh, the largest state, run by a conservative state government, um, kind of their version of the LNP, more so even than the Liberal Party. Right. Uh, and often uh, we think of them more as Queensland than we do as uh, as New South Wales. But in Bavaria, of course, the situation is is reasonably terrible. Right. Um, so while well, again they had similar successes to what Australia did in in very early on acting and and driving cases down and getting vaccinations happening. Hmm. Um, They're now in a similar position to where we are now. And even as of yesterday, where we had the demonstrations in the city, uh, all the three capital cities, there's a very strong sort of anti-authoritarian wellness in inverted commas movement in Germany that is doing similar things. So there's quite some parallels to be drawn. It is um, uh, a very interesting situation. Look, it's. I, uh, most, I guess the, I was going to say the, the positive there is it's not just us who has some morons. So yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> so of course, I'm, we I'm, have the I'm advantage actually, of, of being able to control our borders a lot better than anybody in Europe. Well, has. that was the oh. other thing I was going to say. How much is what's what's going over there influenced by the fact that that there are all land boundaries around the place with other countries who you can't control what they're doing? Um, yeah. I know France. They were having a reasonably terrible time. I know, like when the UK opened up, they said we're opening up to Europe, but not France. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Which um, uh, was a bit awkward. I, I, I think that anti-authoritarian drive is even stronger amongst the French. You know, the yeah. Revolution and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So they are even less likely to listen to government mandates on things like masks or vaccination or other apps even though they have introduced things like vaccine passports for getting into restaurants oh so yeah everybody gets issued a little a little i think it's a, a, a digital thing that you basically download on your phone and that you show that to the person at the restaurant and then you're allowed in and if you're not if you don't have that then you know um terribly Good sorry <laughs> thanks for coming yeah, so I'm a, I'm a bit surprised to hear that about Germany. I suppose. I mean, my my, my image of Germany is um, is always been a, a land of fairly intelligent people. You know, the, the, there's a great respect in Germany and 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 generally across Europe for for people who are smart people. Yeah. And, and and as a consequence. Because there is a great respect, you have a greater distribution of intelligence, unlike Australia, where, you know, there's a greater respect in Australia for being able to <laughs> go swim on, a, swim in a pool a football, or, yes, yes. or kick a ball, <laughs> right? Yes, I always find it quite interesting that we that uh, particularly the people in the city seem to be more concerned about their the rights of democracy rather than the responsibilities of democracy. Yeah, that's so, a good point. That's a very mm. good point, isn't it? Yeah, no, yes. okay. That's so it's interesting to hear that there are that there are some numbskulls in Germany as well. That's sort of interesting. Uh, quite a significant number of numbskulls. Wow. So um, <laughs> uh, I, I think an, an, an interesting case study, though, that's not from Europe, but that's reasonably applicable to Australia and that I've been reading up on a little bit is actually Israel. Nice. Because uh, Israel is is basically the scenario that the federal government is advocating at the moment, which says once we reach 80% vaccination rates, mm. we're going to open up and everything will be hunky-dory. And that's basically, uh, if, if you want to see what that looks like, you can look over there. Uh, you know, Israel as a, as a country has a similar population to New South Wales. Um, 
they had very good community uptake of vaccinations, which is kind of inbuilt into, into their community spirit type approach of us against the rest of the world, and therefore mm. we're going to do it right. Uh, a fairly well-educated um, population. And so they opened up at about 80 or 78% vaccination rates, and they are back up to 6,000 cases a day and about 20 deaths a day wow. because it just doesn't really work with the Delta variant. Um, even what, though, what did you say the rate was at? The uh, Six thousand cases a day there or there. No, no, about. no. The the vaccinations. So what percent? Uh, they're, they're up above uh, around about eighty percent now, and they're they're rolling out booster uh, or third booster shots now to um to their elderly population in particular. What did they use over there? What, uh, I think they that they made a really good deal with Pfizer from the right. Um, but there's a there's a range of vaccines that they're using. Mm. I think probably the, the key message there, though, is that as if, if you look through some of the data, you notice that it is very population driven or community driven. So there are some communities um, that might be more religiously influenced, shall we say nicely, right. where the belief in the higher power to protect you um, seems to exceed the belief that the vaccine might. And so uh, a lot of the cases are. Um, more prevalent along along those people. I think that's what's what's and, being and, shown up at the moment is even at eighty percent vaccination rate, you can still have six thousand cases, and uh, the vast majority will still be the unvaccinated. Mm. Uh, the only difference yeah, is that but, the vaccinated are more likely yeah, to survive but, and less likely to require hospitalization. Yeah, but that's that's all fine. So, um, okay, what am I thinking about this? What am I thinking? Um, Okay, so for those people that are unvaccinated, taking Israel as the example, for those people that are unvaccinated, are those people unvaccinated because they believe in the higher power? Is that what we're sort of thinking here? or I think there's, that there's a strong influence of that, certainly, right. because everybody okay. has had, so in, in Israel, everybody has had the chance to have yes. the vaccine. So okay. there's no excuse to say, oh, I haven't been done yet, or I'm okay. waiting, or blah, blah, blah. And, and and even with the Delta variant, are those that are vaccinated reasonably well protected? So, you know, you, you might still ca catch it, but you're not going to die, right? Well, um, the, the hospitalization and death rates are like an order of magnitude lower than they were early on in their crisis. Right. But there's so, still 20 people a day, and some of them are double vaccinated. Now, they might have, I don't know enough about underlying health conditions and other stuff, but mm. it's a, in an advanced a medical system, much like ours, so it's not like a, a hospital problem or you know not enough access to technologies. It is just kind of the underlying rate that occurs at 80% vaccination in a population demographic that's fairly similar to what we have. Which is okay. So what are we what are we saying in all of this? We're basically saying that if even if we achieve 80% um, vaccination or higher, yep. we we may not still be able to open up. Well, um, I don't think that's no, what if we if we achieve eighty percent, we and are we open up. up. We will have a couple of thousand cases a day in New South Wales, and twenty or thirty deaths a day. Uh, what Israel has done now is they've reintroduced some public health measures like mask wearing and all that kind of stuff, mm. and they're getting generally good uptake. It's a bit early to tell whether or not that will now drive that infection rate back down again, and they're rolling out a third booster shots. So in, when I think about this, is what I want to know from our government is, okay, we get to 70 or 80% at the end of October, depending on how new, 
depending on how New South Wales was going with the outbreak at that point, you know, mm. are we already starting this opening up at 6,000 cases a day? Because Israel started at a couple of hundred cases a day when they opened up. Mm. And what public health measures are we going to maintain into the future to keep a reasonable lid on this? Um, particularly with respect to things like ordering booster shots and how are we going to roll those out? I think oh, we are just... You, you know, you're a never year behind those. the rest of the world in all of this. And we haven't you're even thought about it. You are never going to get those responses from an Australian government. It's never going yeah. to happen. They are, they are generally uh, stupid. And um, they're more interested in... And, and, and again, say what you like about what I think, but, you know, they're ge generally more interested in how many gold medals they can win at the Olympics <laughs> than, they are, than, than, they are at, uh, than they are at actually producing a plan to make all of this work. They always tell you they have a plan. They always tell you they're thinking about it, and they're always telling you why, why things won't work, but they're never telling you about, you know, they, they never outline... The, the plan, the contingency, if, if if plan A doesn't work, here's what we're going to do. If plan B doesn't work, here's what we're going to do. And next month, we're going to start this to make sure that we're, we're you know, we're, we've got booster shots. No, none of that happens. It's but all has about, any of this been a plan? Uh, like, well, look, I, 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 you know, um, I spent 25 years in climate science in Australia. So I know exactly how completely unprepared this government is for anything pertaining <laughs> to any kind of future. So my question is, is, and Dr. Raven, you mentioned this um, about the lack of plan that this government seems to have. Um, I, I would suggest that the re one of the reasons or the reason that I feel they've said, well, right, 70 to 80 percent and then we're opening up is because then that, that then uh, takes anything off, the, not takes it off the table, but it means they don't have to think much beyond that. They can say, right, well, we've reached that point. We've told you about it. We've given you a couple of months Head, heads up of this is the way things are going to be. Whatever happens now, we've all agreed. And the reason that Scott Morrison, our Prime Minister, will be saying this, he'll be saying, well, National Cabinet has agreed that this is what's going to be happening. And that way, each of the Premiers is part to blame once people start to bite the dust. And then there'll yeah, be an because, election. Yeah, well, then you, there'll but, be an election. And then you won't... You... What, do you mean, what do you mean, what am I telling you? Well, what are you telling me when you're telling me all this? I mean, you, you're sort of not really telling me anything. I mean, you, all you're really doing is is making a, um, a a case for me, and 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 in that I'm saying all they've got is a bunch of excuses. No, no, I, I mean, was I, agreeing. I was agreeing yeah, with you. I okay. know it's unlikely that uh, we would be agreeing on anything in this, but it. I just think that's the case. They don't. The reason they're not planning is because they know they're not going to have to plan. They're not going to win the next election. They'll be leaving it to someone else. Oh, then, no, they'll win the next election, all oh, right. Don't no, worry don't. about that. I'm fairly confident about that. Yeah, well, you said last time hoping, and you were right. You're sitting there, you're, Mike Delama, you're sitting there hoping because you, you're you're freaking one of these guys that believes in, in wealth redistribution and crap. No. So you're I was, sitting there hoping they'll lose the next election. There's I'm no... sitting there looking at the polls. I'm sitting there looking at every yes. bit of corruption, oh, every bit of rot that's you going can on. go and have a poll yourself. I mean, go, you know, no, like, but come the... on. It's it's there's there's look there's no evidence there's no solid evidence at this point I reckon to say whether they're going to win or they're going to lose. I think it really actually depends on what where the crisis is. If you were to hold an election in the middle of the crisis, they'd probably win because they wouldn't. The people don't want to change the status quo, right? 
Not certainly not in the middle of a crisis. But so hold really on, this is a depends. different crisis. You can't you can't have an election in the middle of this crisis because people can't go out to vote because that's when they're spreading the oh, look, virus, so which is fucking sick of everything. No, no, no. I, I I think I think you you already touched on it when you were introducing it. By the time we have the elections, Scott Morrison, our prime minister, will be sitting on twenty seven million doses of three different vaccines. You know, of the, course. you can already you can you can already see the the presser, you know, in in the orange high vis, and there'll be pallets of vaccines in the background. <laughs> yes. And he'll basically be saying, you know, this is not us. You know, we've done everything. Look at look at everything that we've achieved. Yes. It is obviously those miserable Labour state governments that are to blame for this. <laughs> um, please vote for us because you know we won a whole bunch of gold medals. The one, the one um, flaw in that being a successful plan for him, and that's the only thing he does plan for, is trying to win an election, not to actually do anything, is that unless he gets children vaccinated, most people have children, it's going to screw him up. They'll go to a polling yeah, booth, kids, which is at a school, and, they'll, and, the, and you know any smart teacher would put a thing in the window saying, is your class vaccinated, and blah, blah, blah. He's not, no, but that will happen work. by May next year. That's definitely on the cards. Twelve-year-olds are getting Pfizer as of next week, I think. Twelve and above, it's being um, well. They're eligible for it. It doesn't mean, yeah, yeah. I just, I just don't think that you're going to have when you've got. There's a, isn't there a baby in a hospital with COVID at the moment? You know, you just can't until that stuff is cleared out of the way. And there's yeah, going to be a, but, there's going to, yes. But here's the ad. It'll always what? be worse under Labor. Yes, right. Yeah. What? What? Uh, okay, we, we've we've talked and rambled now for about twenty minutes. Yes. What are we? What, what? What sort of thing are we leading to? What? What are we actually trying to say with all this rambling? I mean, well, we, for we, we me, need to be taking. The, we need to be sort of saying to our listeners we, yes. what we think, right? So, what do you, what do we think? What are, what are we leading? What's the point here? I guess for well, me, I, think, I, I can tell you what I think. Yes, go for it. I'm interested think, in what you uh, think. I, I touched on it briefly before. The key problem in this pandemic is not who's running the show or, or whether we've got enough vaccines. I mean, that's all past. We can't really change that anymore. Mm. But we need to start focusing, or we should start focusing, on public health mes messages that talk about things like the responsibilities within a democracy rather than just the rights within democracies. There's a fundamental split happening between those people you know, the, this libertarian movement that's bubbling up in Australia, that's driving all of these people onto the streets, the disregard for science, this whole idea of doing your own right, research. So so you know, where is, where is the drive towards saying when somebody says, do your own research, and I had a Facebook conversation like this today, you know, do your own research, these vaccines have killed hundreds of people. I'm saying, well, I'll get back to you in 12 years after I do my science degree in epidemiology, <laughs> write my doctoral thesis, analyze the data and so on. What's yes. your research qualification? Yes. You know, there's just not enough yeah, of but, that out but, there. And that listen, is what but, is wrong with this whole thing. Yeah, and but, if this but, podcast can help to say to people, listen, guys, don't fall for any of this rubbish. You know, see you through that. So, 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 Baron, you cannot... I, I understand where you're coming from, but I think you and 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 you you've probably touched on it in in what you've said. You cannot have a conversation with these people that have a certain belief. Before you came online, I was having a discussion with the with 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 the guys, telling them about a recent experience I'd had with someone who is part of my life, part of my my existence. 
if a person has not got the same level of education or experience, game over. You cannot win. You cannot win. Stupidity will always win, right? Because stupidity does not require to prove itself. That is a okay. defeatist attitude. It's a as, defeatist soon, as soon as we accept that that's the case, we might as well give up on the whole thing. I think we have given up. No, no I, think, I, I have think not. Have. That's why I I'm here. Yeah. I think we have given uh -huh. up. I think we've given up on not only... No? I, I think we, we not only gave up in terms of the um, um, pandemic, we've given up in general. As a, as a world community, I think we've given up. Stupidity yeah, will that, always... That puts win. more emphasis on us, those few remaining maybe, to keep fighting. No, I had the, I, the, the privilege of reading um, Viktor Frankl's book, uh, Man's Search for Meaning. Now, Viktor okay, Frankl... You might, want to, do you, do you, you might want to explain to our listeners what a book is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Vic, Viktor Frankl um, uh, is a Jewish Holocaust, or was a Jewish Holocaust survivor as well as a psychologist who basically lived through Auschwitz. And he said something along the lines, oh, he said, the book, if... To, to all those listeners out there, highly recommend it if you really want to read, some, read something that's um, potentially life-changing. Mm. But one of the things he says is you cannot control or you cannot always control your circumstance, but you can always control your response to that circumstance. You can choose. And I choose to fight all of this wherever I can, yeah, even I, against and, the idiot. And, and I'm not telling you, I'm not saying to you choose differently. I'm not saying that you're your choice or your fight isn't worthy. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm, what I'm saying is it's wasted. You may continue to fight. I'm, you, you, you're a free person. Do as you please, whatever makes you happy. You, you will continue to fight in a similar way as I will continue to argue, okay? Um, and, and that is the way I fight because I argue with people. Um, but what I'm telling you is your fight is wasted, as I am very aware that my own fight is wasted. Yes. Because but when, when we, you, when we when fight you, when against you start these people, arguing with people, if they are yes. not at the same educational level as you are, if they have not read the book or a book, then <laughs> you, 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 you're gone. No, uh, the you, point you, is you when we are arguing, nowadays most of this happens on things like this podcast, uh, Facebook, Twitter, social media, yeah, and so on. Yeah. You are not actually arguing the, or for the person or against the person that you're having the argument with. You're arguing for the sake of those people that watch the argument, whom you might never meet, whom you might never see. Because I fully well know, having dealt, you know, as I said, I did climate science for 20 years. I cannot change the people I argue against. I completely agree with you there. But what I do manage to do on occasion is the people who jump into that argument because they think it's interesting and they evaluate the sides, that's where you make the change. And there tends to be more of those than the morons you're actually physically arguing against. <laughs> so I think I, that's why on Facebook, when you have an argument with someone and they sometimes you get them to say, they, they want to say, oh, can we do this in Messenger? I just want to speak to you privately. So no, let's have the argument here in the public where everyone can see it. Exactly. Because there's no point asking them privately because it's, like exactly, exactly audio <laughs> Dr. Raven, isn't isn't that exactly why we decided to start this podcast? Because you have your ideas, I have my ideas. The fact that we didn't agree with each other on things, we could go back and forth all day, and we still do. <laughs> but isn't that the point of the podcast, so that we get people to think? 
Well, it's about pricking the bubble. That's the name of the podcast. The po- We're trying the, to get the, people. Yes. The point of on. the podcast, from my end, is to um, being Has, able to show me. <laughs> yeah, being able to show how your ideas are completely erroneous in a public <laughs> forum. That's the point of the podcast, from where I'm coming from. Because seriously, yeah, uh, look, I'm. I don't even know where to begin. If you, 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 you know, th- this is why I think. Um, I think that a lack of education should be outlawed. Okay, <laughs> that this I can why, agree with. That know, I'm happy to agree with. I believe that a, a a policeman should be able to stop a random person in the street and ask, ask them, a them to question. <laughs> ask them to list. Ask them to list five logical fallacies. <laughs> And if they cannot list five logical fallacies, that person should be arrested. All right. Right. I'd like to point out that, you know, the list of logical fallacies is one of my first go to arguments. I have the um, I have the link hot linked on my on my messaging. You know, so it's usually it's usually the opening salvo is to highlight to a certain person with reference. But it's pointless. It's point. It's pointless. It's completely no, pointless. No, That's what I'm pointless. saying. First of all, the people don't understand what logic even is. Secondly, they don't even understand what a fallacy is. They don't even <laughs> Look, I, I, I can tell you um, I work in education. So your view of the education system is awfully dark. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky I work for one of the better educational um, facilities in the state. Uh, but I agree with you. The, the only way any of, or all of these things get solved is through critical thinking or teaching critical thinking teaching, problem-solving, um, teaching uh, skills like that in general. And they are sadly lacking amongst the vast majority of people. No argument there. But that's your baseline. Your baseline says we are here. We can't change that individually. But we need to take that as the bedrock of our argument. That's where we start. If we immediately say, oh, well, I can't do anything until people are educated, well, then you're never going to leave the cave. You're never going to take a single step forward. So you need to accept the circumstance of where we are with the educated population that we have. And you need to target your responses, whether it's COVID or climate change or whatever your your argument is, and step forward from that baseline. Is everyone... That is the only way forward. Or, or you just give up and you rage against the you know, old man yells at cloud. You know, that's a perfectly valid <laughs> argument to have too. But the cloud doesn't particularly care. I still believe that through coherent, rational, critical argument, whether on social media, whether here, whether wherever, wherever I meet people, that I might not get everyone, but I'll get some. And they, in turn, will get others. Because that is the only way it's going to change. How else is it going to change? If you have an alternative plan, great. What is it? (laughs) Well, the point is, Dr. Raven, you say each week, read a book. Yes. Why would you be saying that if you didn't want to try and educate people? So you're actually it's, it's doing your a, part. I, Read Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning. There's your book recommendation for the I'm, week. I'm not suggesting that – I'm not saying that people shouldn't read, and I'm not, I'm not suggesting that what I'm saying is, is disingenuous. I do believe people should read, um, and I believe you can always educate yourself. Um, it, it doesn't matter. I, I actually don't think it matters – well, it matters what you do read, but – if if you are going to read, you do need to think critically. What I'm saying is I don't think people do think critically and I don't think they want to. In, in a lot of cases, I think 
people actually don't want to think critically. I have been told this by people. No, they, no, yeah. this, I, this I totally agree with. You know, because if we were to start people, thinking critically about yeah. what we have done to this world and what we're doing to the fellow, our fellow man, we would be horrified. You know, it's like staring into the abyss for our generation. Mm. You I, know, I, if, I, if I we truly like were aware of where we are, and like I say, you know, they often say that climate scientists suffer from PTSD, pre-traumatic stress syndrome. I can tell you one thing, this COVID thing is a walk in the park compared mm. to the two decades of fire that are coming towards us. <laughs> so, well, yes, it, it is, go, it is I mean, you're incredibly scary. Case. You're making my case. You're, you're yeah. absolutely making my case because absolutely. two decades but of fire the difference that are coming is, towards us. I mean, I don't, I, I don't necessarily understand the whole climate argument. Um, that there are some points that I'm a little bit unclear about and maybe I don't agree with. And maybe, maybe I don't I'm happy agree to message you on them. Maybe <laughs> I don't agree with them because... Uh, I, it's it's because of my lack of understanding that I may not agree. It's and, and so really I should take no position because I have a lack of understanding. Um, but my, my my point is, okay, if we if we take the premise that there are two decades of fire coming towards us, and people are still not believing that, people are still not taking it on, people are still saying things like, oh no no, you know it won't happen or whatever the case might be. Um, so you, you know there's still a lot of stupidity there, and we're all going to burn. Yeah, I mean, but that doesn't make. Yeah, no, but again, I, I I'll point you to Viktor Frankl. Um, it doesn't matter whether you succeed; it matters that you tried. It matters that you have got a meaning in your life that says that even. Uh, and one of the examples he gives, quite depressing though it is, is when the guards came to march you to the chambers, you walked the best that you could do. You were gone. You're going to be killed. But that does not mean that your action at that last point has no meaning. Yeah, the I'm, meaning is, at all times, the best. At all times, find that meaning. Find that you can find meaning in in creation, in experience, in suffering. But I'm I'm got, not suggesting otherwise. Otherwise, you're meaningless. I am not. I am not suggesting that we should stop. I'm simply saying we will not win. That doesn't. Yeah, well, not, that's okay. I can live with that. The Spartans, not, but, you know, they they didn't they didn't think they were going to make it out. But you know, I'm not I'm not saying we should stop. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm simply saying yes, let's continue, but we're not going to win. The, the oh, stupid, look, uh, this, the there 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 is, there is a, a scientist argument in me that basically says, you know, are we going to win? What does winning look like in this case? Am I likely to ever? Am I? You know, I'm vaccinated. I'm very happy to be vaccinated. Am I likely to die from COVID? Mm, no. Am I likely to suffer really badly from climate change on a personal level? Mm, no, I'm not. I live in Australia. I live in a good latitude. We've got heaps of land, energy, and other things. You know, we are fortunate. We are the top one or two percent of the world's population uh, in terms of the luxury of responding to these crises. You know, there's 200 million people in 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 um, Bangladesh, who are probably a lot less fortunate than us, mm. but uh, we got to do what we got. You know, uh, we got to fight that fight as best as we can. And if we can, the, the more we can save, the better. Audio, Pete, Hi. I have a question for you. Yes. Again, you, you're coming from an educational background. Was there ever a point 
I know you you were in music for some of it. Was there ever a point where you thought about a student, you know what, I may as well give up. <laughs> it's not going to work because, you know, that, that the, the thought process there is the same for some of these other things we're talking about. You know, no, is there a it's point? not. No, it is. There is a point. There is a point that you're, that, and this is the way Dr. Raven approaches, where he thinks it's not going to work. Why am I bothering to, to go about no, it? No, it's, no. Hold on, let, let audio Pete talk. In this, in this context, like I'd say, you don't, yeah, like uh, like uh, the Baron mentioned, what does winning look like? You, mm. It's like uh, if you're trying to reduce the road toll, well, if you could say, well, we're never going to make it zero, so why bother, why bother wearing seatbelts? Why bother telling people to slow down? We're never going to get it to zero, but the point is we got to tr we benefit by every reduction we can make, by every little battle we can win. We don't have to win the whole war, and we may not be able to win the whole war, but we can win a hell of a lot of battles along the way that make life a little bit better than mm -hmm. it could be. So that's why I think it's worth it's worth um, pursuing it every every little maybe seemingly fruitless endeavour to, to alleviate the world of its ignorance and stupidity. Yeah. Let, let, let me be clear on what I'm trying to get at, though. I'm not saying that we should stop fighting battles and we should stop doing these things. What I'm, I'm simply saying that in, in spite of us doing all this work and in spite of us, our, our evolution and our intelligence and our science and everything, you're still going to get stupid. And that's and 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 that's what I'm saying, right? There is still going to be stupid out there, okay? There's some and that's, stupid. And, there's some and, stupid that's based in ignorance, and ignorance can be remedied. Yeah. There's some stupid that is based in. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm not talking about the stupid that's based in ignorance, right? Which is what yeah. really you're talking about. You're saying that. You, 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 and 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 our guest, the Baron, uh, is basically saying, well, we can we can remedy the stupid that's based in ignorance because there's a chance that that stupid wants to learn something new, and that's what we can remedy, right? And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the belligerent. I'm saying people are generally, in general, they're pretty stupid. They don't want to learn. They don't want to read the book. They don't want to know what a logical fallacy is. They're not interested. All they're interested in knowing is how many gold medals did we win this year. So hold on, all the people who are out marching, are they the belligerent or are they the ignorant? Well, because the hard, I would argue that's yeah, the hard on. thing to work out. That's actually a difficult thing to to work out. See, I I I, I don't know. I even though I say that people are in general stupid, I'd like to believe that I'm really, really fing wrong. <laughs> I'd love to believe that I'm wrong. Right? And so and so I'd love to believe that the people out there are just being belligerent. Just, I, no, I, I look. I I think I, I I disagree. I don't think people are inherently stupid. I think people are being sold stories and are being sold a vision of life through everything that the let's call them the elite uh, favor that uh, seeks to take advantage of people. So whether that's reality television, and you know, we can talk all about all the ills, and I can get all communist hippie <laughs> socialist uh, workers paradise here. Yes. But there is some truth to the fact that um, the current model that seems to work best in what we best describe as late stage capitalism is let's have a population that's educated enough so they can do the work that we have to do them. 
but that is suitably easily distracted by advertising and all these dreams of what can could potentially be, but in reality will never be for them. And I, it, it I, I the savage beast, you know, that's, that's the stupidity we, we are addressing. with you more. Could not agree with you more. I've said it for a very long time. And yes, I say he says it, it my, every, every yeah. podcast. <laughs> I say it all the time. And I say it to people at work that, that in general, and, and I call it a scam. That's the way I describe yes. it, right? Um, I, I call it a scam and, and everything, and it's all part of, it's all part of the system. You know, how many, how, yeah. how many, how many, um, who, who do you barrack for in a football team? How many gold medals do we win? Oh, we have to run the Olympics. All of it is part of a system whereby uh, the richer people get richer, the poorer people are poorer, and the middle class is squeezed so that, and, 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 and we have to have rich and poor and middle because what's happening is, you know, the, the, the rich are basically making sure that the middle understands where they belong so that they don't become poor, right? Yes. So the, the, the whole idea is, and, and again, I don't get, I don't care. Our listeners, some of them are going to sit there and say that I'm living, that I'm touting conspiracy theories, but I'm not. What, what I'm actually saying is the, 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 the rich set up a situation to enable the middle class to say, look, you can get, you can become rich. You can do these things, and you can become rich or beautiful or popular or or worthy or whatever word you want to use. But if you don't do the right thing, look at the guys down the bottom. You can become like them. You can become poor. So it's what you're saying, Baron, right? It's that squeeze. It's you know, making making sure that people can uh, can aspire to maybe become wealthy, but also making sure you're controlling them enough. That they, that, that, right. that and and they you always realize. take a couple, you know, that, that win the reality television show that become the shining example mm. of what is possible. You know, the gladiator that wins and gets his part and then all this kind of stuff. It's been done since Roman days. You know, there's nothing particularly new or exciting about all of this. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, the only way that I, that I think, and let's be honest here, I think everybody sitting at this table, we are part of the middle, really, aren't we? Uh, it's, I, I don't think any of us has got a ticket on SpaceX to go up with Jeff Bezos and become an astronaut. <laughs> no. So, um, no, well, well we're, 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 part, we're part, I guess, we're part of the intelligent middle. At least I'd like to think so, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm middle class, but I'm not stupid enough to know, I'm not stupid enough to believe that I can do whatever action to become wealthy, and I'm not stupid enough to hopefully take an action that's going to make me poorer. So I'm part of the middle that's going to be classified as a conspiracy theorist by those at the top to make sure that they demonize me and people like me so that they can maintain power. That's yeah. that's the bottom line. It's, it's and one of the ways one of the ways they yeah, maintain yeah. power is by 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 either um, miseducating or not educating. Okay. So the rich yeah. people at the top they don't want you to be smart they don't want you to be you know um, um um educated and and they're happy to are you kidding me are you thinking do you honestly think do you honestly think that those in governments those in power look at the protests that happened yesterday and and shake their head in sadness and in derision are you joking those people in power are rubbing their hands working out how they can sell those people a new idea 
Are you joking? The Harvey Normans of the world are wanting to sell those people big screen televisions so Look, that they can see their protest in a better way. Just, just shut up for a minute. The, the thing that I, I saw a tweet yesterday and I thought it was uh, kind of indicative of the way things have gone in our politics here in Australia, which was um, a summary of all the stuff that Scott Morrison, the, again, the Prime Minister, had been talking about. And it was all hope this, hope that, uh, faith this, trust this. There was no substance to it at all. It was relying on people's blind ignorance to just say, oh, this guy's offering me something to hope for. This guy's offering me some, some sort of uh, branch that I can grab onto that is purely faith-based. It's not based in anything else other than him saying, it'll all work out. We're Australian. Remember, we did the whole thing about you know, uh, national pride and all that stuff a couple of uh, podcasts ago. There was no substance to anything that he said, and he doesn't need any substance because, as you've but all let, been let, let's out, not kid ourselves. He he is he is not uh, he's not a player in the game. He is he is also just a pawn in the game. Mm. I, I I struggle to believe that Scott Morrison has got this great idea of how the world is going to work, other than what is sold to him on his beliefs well, but that's of a right. prosperity doctrine. As I've often said, he wants the job, but he doesn't want to do the job. And yeah. it's all about, if you're, if you're in that position, you can tell people what to do, you can tell people this and that. There's no vision, there's no substance to anything. So it's, you know, there's, there's always someone in the background pulling a string of some variety, but it's not here. So you're here. agreeing with me? Oh, I've never said I didn't agree with you, but I, it's um, it's mostly about uh, the approach. You know, the, the left of politics and the right of politics often have the same idea at the end. It's about how they get there. And you and I often have the same idea. We just don't agree on how to get there. So me agreeing with you, I, I don't think I'd be patting myself on the back too much. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> Uh, look, all I'm saying, it, I, I see a lot of what, what is happening as nothing more than um, uh, wealth redistribution. Um, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of in the wrong here. direction. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's going to um, it's going to we're all going to have to pay for this in some way. And yeah, no, we don't. Wealth is just um, it's just a thought concept. One thing that I think we have discovered throughout all, throughout all of this uh, pandemic stage is the government can just keep on printing. You know, right. there seems to be absolutely zero consequence. I mean, who is all of this owed to? You know, 80% of the world's money is already imaginary on the promise of some future return that might ever eventually. It yeah, doesn't matter. True. I think the key problem is that we are not spending the money, inverted commas, the imaginary money, where we should be spending the imaginary money. We could solve all the problems for the price that we're paying already. But that's back to the, the argument we had a couple of minutes ago, that that doesn't serve the purposes of those um, whose purposes are being served. But it's not an argument about um, the financial system or we us having to pay. Nobody will ever have to pay unless we desperately want to. So maybe the people that are marching and protesting, the stupid people that are so-called stupid Or people, ignorant, yes. Right. Maybe they... Are right. Maybe they're right. They're not right in that virus. They should be wearing exist, a mask, or yes. that they should be. They shouldn't be wearing masks. They're not right in those 
provable data points, mm. but they're right in that they are protesting against the people at the top who are going to benefit from all of this, the people at the top who are going to make the money. So maybe, un maybe unknowing to them even, they are protesting against those people and they're doing it, they're, they're, they're protesting in the wrong way, using the wrong ideas, the wrong methodology, but really what they're doing is protesting against those people. Ultimately, that's what we are protesting against. Do you think that they've put enough thought into it to have reached that conclusion, or do you think that I, that's I just... don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't really well, know. Well, I think, I think actually that that's probably a very poignant point to almost finish off these 45 <laughs> it is. We, we are very close to the end, yes. Because we have rotated back, and, and I think uh, there's a truth in that that says... You know, we, uh, I, I, I hate those anti-vax protesters personally. I want to go up and just spray, you know, go up in a chem suit with a, like a, an agricultural spray pack labeled Pfizer and just spray them walking yes. past and see what yes. happens. You know, that, that would be my approach to all of this. But you're right. There is a, there, there's, it's maybe just a different expression of the underlying understanding that we have as a tribe of humans that things are very, very wrong in the state of Denmark. Mm. You know, there are things here that we all recognize, but we are not all as yet, hopefully as yet, cognizant of a way of fighting that or rectifying it or fixing that because the forces arrayed against the desired outcome still exceed the forces that are marshalling to change that paradigm. Yeah. Uh, and this is, this is an expression, this is a version of that struggle. Um, and different sides. But, you know, in the end, you know, the Taliban can take Afghanistan in 11 days, you know, even after $88 billion worth of equipment got shipped in from, from the Americans. Well, you know, there's hope for us, I'm figuring. You know? <laughs> well, that Very was part of the, the part of the plan was for the Taliban to take over anyway. I mean, that was yeah. how, how anyone – America needs a war. That's the only way they can, they can um, you know, re refurbish their economy. America anyway, before, before we change topics, before we change topics, I think we will end it there. This has been very interesting. Uh, you know, if the, the, none of this is going to be easy, and I think moving forward, it's going to be even harder. So um, it's whether whether we wave the white flag or whether we get in the trenches. There you go. And there's my enthusiastic response. Do not anyway, go well, quietly into the night. Rage, rage, rage against the dying of the light. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. No, right. no one, no one who listens to this is ever going to understand your comments about Denmark and about uh, no, <laughs> no chance. Do, do Actually, you, I think we had a couple of listeners from Denmark, so don't be so, don't be so. Yeah, sure. but they won't understand the Shakespeare reference. Oh, very good. Well, that's what the listeners from England are. Going. Anyway, thank you very much to our special guest, the Baron. Thank you. Right, very danke schön. Danke schön. Yes, and uh, thank you, Dr. Raven. As always, uh, I don't know how to finish up. Final thoughts, as I say every time, read a book. Um, <laughs> yes. And in this case, in this case, read Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. Yes. No, very, good. Good. Like good life. very good. Very, very good. Very good. He very has good. Not happy, though. Very depressing, life. but very good. <laughs> That's okay. Oh, life great. Can be depressing. Audio exactly Pete. what I need in life. <laughs> Thank you again. No worries. Anytime. And, uh, everyone, we will see you on the next podcast. Oof, on the next one. That's right. Okay. See you later. later. Bye. Bye. Bye.